Let's pray. Lord, as we open up your word today, you'll continue to speak to us through your word for your glory. Amen. Uh, when Jesus first came, in uh, a number of ways, it was quite humble, wasn't it? Quite unremarkable. Uh, carried in the stomach of uh, a young poor girl from, from the regions, from the north. Her stepfather, should we say, was a laborer slash carpenter um, from a small town, so may not have been able to be full-time as a carpenter, but um, and there would have been some unhappiness about his conception and the, the time of that, gossip maybe. Um, and he was actually born, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, nine kilometers out of Jerusalem. And at that exact time, there was some, some housing challenges at the time of his birth uh, because of the census going on. And so the baby Jesus was born, um, temporary accommodation, and his first bed was an animal feeding trough. Uh, for, for the Jewish faith, the first baby that breaks the womb the expected sacrifice was two things, a lamb and a bird, lamb and a dove or a pigeon. But there was uh, a provision for poor families. You could make it just two birds. And so the sacrifice we see in Luke chapter 2 was not the lamb and the bird, it was two birds. And so we see... The first coming of Jesus is quite humble. But the second coming will be different. The second coming, when Jesus comes back, it's going to be really different. This is what Scripture says. It's going to be really different. So let's read that. Matthew 24, verse 27 to 31. Matthew chapter 24, 30, 27 to 31. 27, for as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of a son of man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Woo! It's going to be different going to be different the second coming of Jesus from his first coming it's going to be different and uh, I want you to help me it's going to be go like this Ooh. and uh, with the pukana eyes Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's going to be dramatic oh like like a lightning strike before the return of Jesus in verse 9 and 21 it speaks of distress 
And here again, it speaks of distress and drama that will follow his return. There's going to be drama um, not only on the earth, but above the earth. No light from the sun or moon, stars will fall from the sky, it says. Uh, Clouds, verse 30. Vultures. Verse 28, we saw lots of vultures in Africa. They were hugely ugly. Vultures, when you say, ugh. There's no bird I've seen more ugly than a vulture. And it always means one thing. Always means one thing, a vulture, death. Death. And it's either, um, they can go up to a mile in the sky, they say, and they can uh, have a great sense of smell and they can see um, either death, a carcass, or about to die. And they'll circle, uh, waiting, or spotting death. Drama. Oh. And then at the end of our pas- passage, it says, angels with a loud trumpet call to gather his elect from across the globe. You know, and Jesus had said previous scripture, um, I'm not going to slip back quietly onto planet Earth. No, I'm not. You won't have to um, rush out into the bush to see if I'm out there or, or into a, in, in a room. No, nah, you'll know. When I'm back, be lightning, there'll be um, distress, death, there'll be a thunder, there'll be trumpet call. You'll know, be dramatic. And Jesus, as he explains this, he incorporates Old Testament scripture. Isaiah 13, 19 to 22, Zechariah 12, 10 to 14, and Daniel, particularly Daniel. When Jesus speaks of the last days, and in Revelation, particularly Daniel, Daniel 7, 13 to 14. In my vision, Daniel says this, Daniel seven thirteen. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority and glory and sovereign power, All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And so Daniel says back then, and and Jesus repeats it, that despite the oppression, uh, the world powers that are so arrogant, the Messiah will come and will bring about dramatic change. It's going to be dramatic. Woo! Uh, And secondly, it's going to be, and go like this, whoa, it's going to be cosmic, cosmic. Verse 29, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. Heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the Son of Man in heaven. Son of Man coming on clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So not just things on earth, but above the earth. Upstairs is action aplenty. Sun, moon, luminaries, stars, clouds. Jesus coming on the clouds. You know, this is not about uh, cloud travel. And the same way, don't expect you know, a star to come and smash into the earth. What it is, is an indication of Jesus' divine authority and power. Exodus 13, for instance, uh, God was in 
the, the, the fire in the clouds. Verse 30 talks about the sign of the Son of Man. Luke's version, 21, Luke 21, and Mark's version, Mark 13. They just have the Son of Man. So maybe Jesus is the sign himself, the majestic Jesus, like the start of Revelation. Remember, huge, powerful sword coming out of his mouth. It's good to keep in mind that our faith is not just on our earth here. It's not just, you know, our own little world here. There's this huge cosmic element to our faith. The authority of Jesus, the power of Jesus. And um, we can, if we're not careful, get really uh, focused on too small a part of what God is about. You know, we reduce the Christian faith to, to mere philosophies and life hacks of of wealth and health and family well-being and good marriages and budgeting and blah, blah, blah. But, um, and forget how big the authority of God really is. It's cosmic. It's cosmic. Following Jesus is being involved in that gigantic, huge, majestic plan of God. His reign and his realm, his authority. And yes, Jesus is fully man, but shown here is that Jesus also is fully God. As a Nicene Creed from the 4th century uh, said it, we believe in one Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. You know, and we know that Jesus was involved at the start of creation, and no wonder he's going to be involved right at the end. Says um, start of Hebrews and start of Colossians. He, uh, he is a creator also. He's a creator also. And so Jesus right there at the beginning, he's going to be there right at the end. It's all about him. Jesus is cosmic. Dramatic, cosmic, and go like this, global. Dramatic, cosmic, global. Verse 30, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming. Verse 31, they will gather his elect from the four winds of the earth, uh, from one end of the heavens to the other. You know, this is not just a local thing. It's not a wee kind of tribal thing, not an intimate personal thing. This is a global thing. Whoa, all, all of that, all of that. The reach of Jesus is total. Are you aware how huge this is? And there's two parts to the global reach of Jesus. All the peoples of the earth will mourn. They will lament. Uh, not all people, but all the peoples. So some from each people group will be mourning the return of Jesus. The nations will know the game is up. You know that feeling when you've kind of like, um, you've run over something. Uh, one time I was visiting one of my brothers, 
he lived in a really small cottage and I had my, my surfboard in the car. There wasn't enough room in his cottage, so I put it under the car and came out the next day and drove over my surfboard and I knew straight away, oh, uh, and the peoples will know, people will know, all the nations will mourn, not, not, not everyone, but people from every nation. They had their chance and they blew it, had their chance to bow the knee to Jesus and they blew it. Their attempts at godless control, their attempts at rebellion, it's over, it's gone. And one, you know, one of the weird things you hear at funerals sometimes is, um, you know, the rascal that was celebrating his his or her life, and they um, were in rebellion against God. And then in the funeral, people talk as if somehow they love God. Um, but there will be mourning. There will be mourning. People from every nation will mourn. Not everyone will celebrate the return of Jesus. But for the elect, that's different. For those that have chosen, that are chosen, that'll be different. And they'll come from all throughout the earth, from every corner of the globe, each of the four winds. They'll come from from the, the angels will gather them from all the four winds. As Revelation say, every nation, tribe, people, language will be part of the makeup of those who are worshipping Jesus at the end of the age. Revelation 7, verse 9. After this I looked and I saw a multitude too large to count from every nation and tribe and people and tongue standing before the throne and before the Lamb. No nga iwi kato, no nga hapu, no nga huihui nga tangata, no nga reo, e tūana i mua i te torana, i mua hoki i te reme. Uh, so I saw before me, this is in the last days, this is going to look like, people from every nation and tribe and language. Uh, I get excited when I'm amongst people from, from different Tongues and languages and groups, you know. It's, it's exciting even amongst us as people from different nations and backgrounds and, and first, first languages. It's kind of a glimpse of, of heaven, hey, Because it's going to come from all over the place. So exciting. Um, and according to Wikipedia... A couple of days ago, the adherence of the Christian faith is 31% and still growing. Next biggest religion is Islam at 25%. But who would have guessed that 2,000 years ago? Jesus and his few followers sitting on a hill uh, only two kilometers from the temple that come out of a temple, cross the Kidron Valley, up to, the, up to the hill of the Mount of Olives, and Jesus is saying, there's going to be people from every nation, from the four winds, from everywhere. And you'd be thinking, you're right. <laughs> they didn't even like us down there in the temple. You know, you would not be able to imagine that almost a third of the world's population 
are a called adherence of the Christian faith. Who would have thought that? But it's come about. It's amazing. And it's still going forward. Still happening. We saw um, a little clip of Africa there. I remember um, our last year there going out to Buddha's village, probably about 100 kilometres from the Togo border. Um, Burkina Faso still. But man, it was bush, really bush. And um, it took us two hours in our truck for a drive to get 50 kilometres to Buddha's village. And we did it. We do it Friday nights once a month. And uh, um, just you know, candles, and people were coming from everywhere um, asking for, for the scripture and then to memorize it. Who would have believed it? You know, they've been Muslim for a thousand years and they were coming and uh, late into the evening asking for scripture to memorize. From every nation, every language, all over the globe. Amazing. And I, you know, but it won't be everyone. It'll be the elect, those that are called, those that are chosen. And are you chosen? Do you want to be chosen? You know, do you want others to be chosen? And if you're not sure, ask him. You can even ask him today. I want to be the chosen. Will you allow me to be one of the elect? Going to be awesome. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. Um, How you came in such a humble way. Um, But you said to us, you said the truth. You said um, it's going to be different. It's going to be dramatic and cosmic and global and um, incredible. The end. Um, and you said uh, you will choose, you will elect the chosen ones, and you've offered that to us. Thank you for that. What a privilege. And help us not to take that for granted. Uh, help us not to keep that a secret. What a sin to know where water is, but to keep it a secret. Give us courage, give us boldness. Open our hearts and our minds, Lord. Feel there's more to come. There's more to come. Yeah. And I bless your blessed ones today, to Hungatapu, the sacred assembly today, and those amongst us that are sick. I bless them today. Your blessing upon them today. All authority and power has been given to you. And we're going to see it at some stage. Haven't seen it totally yet, but we will see it. And uh, in the meantime, Lord, give us patience as we wait, hope, hope, and faith. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.